Hello again, and welcome again to uh, Sam's 10 Minute Tuesdays. This is my Mickey Straub, and I'm with my, my partner in crime, my co host, Mr. Joe Templin. Mickey. How are you today? Great to see you, my friend. Great to see you. And likewise, likewise. Hey, well, you know, today's topic is a great one. I know you, you've been talking about it the last several weeks uh, the need for a manager's playbook, you know, and, right. and you know, it's great to lead things by chance and to and kind of just despite strong leadership. And that's, that's all well and good. But I love your idea uh, because it reminds me of a, a great quote that I heard many, many years ago called the spoken word is ephemeral, but the written word is permanent. And that's what documentation, systems, processes uh, all, have, uh, all have to do. And sure love to hear some of your, your thoughts on that. I love that quote because having it written down means that it can pass down through generations. I mean, you and I still quote the common denominator of success, and that is a hundred years old at this point, isn't it? We still glom onto that because there are still some truths in that. And this is one of the things that allows organizations, whether it's an agency, a financial planning firm, a corporation that makes widgets, to be able to pass down how they do what they do over generations. So it's not like they're gonna be incredibly successful for one year because there was a Hollywood hit that mentioned their product. This allows them to be sustainably successful for five years, 10 years, three managers, four managers, five generations of leadership like we've seen with some organizations across the country, just continuously being successful because not only do they have a way of doing it, but they have actually written down the way that they do it and literally have a playbook that everybody within that organization knows about and everybody who's in management or leadership in any capacity contributes to and follows because these playbooks get revised and reviewed because of the overall changes in society, changes in technology, changes in regulation, all that. But the core missions still continue on and the buy-in to this organic document continues over years and years and years. And this is one of the reasons why uh, to the leaders out there listening to this, make sure that you have regular meetings with your team and listen as much as you talk. There's an old saying, you have two eyes and two ears and one mouth, and you should use them in that proportion. Leaders should do that, ask the questions and get the buy-in from everybody so that the plan that they're working on, everybody believes in and will commit to. That will allow them to build their playbook. It can be tweaked kind of, over time. What kind of components are in, the, in this playbook as far as our industry goes? I know we, we talked about, we talked earlier on a previous uh, uh, podcast about, about you know, Southwest Airlines mm -hmm. having, they have, they have a system and a process that's well documented, and they and they um, they measure and monitor everything. Uh, is there is there anything else you'd like to add about that company or others? Or in Absolutely, there should be core values that they believe in, mm -hmm. and these core values need to literally be right next to the door when you walk into that office, so that everybody sees them every single day, so that everybody understands what they're doing. For example, when at Notre Dame Stadium, you go out of the locker room, 
heading towards the field, you see the sign that says, play like a champion today. And every single Notre Dame player sees that sign and touches that sign on the way out to that field every single time. Management within our world needs to have the equivalent of that. It needs to be repeated so often that everybody in the organization knows. For example, everybody in my organization knows we help people. That is our core mission. Everything that we do, whether it's financial planning, building the intro machine, writing books, volunteering, everything is built around that concept of we help people. So if your core mission is to build financial security or what have you, that needs to be seen everywhere. That needs to be on the website. Everybody needs to know that. When you are interviewing people to come on into the organization, they need to know that they are buying into this. They have a great opportunity, but this is the concept that they are buying into. If they do not believe in that concept, then this probably is not the right organization for them. And they need, the management needs to be ready to not take people that aren't going to buy into the belief system. And like the Patriots have shown, you can have different skills, you can have different abilities, you can be a different role player, but you buy into that overall system or that goal of winning a Super Bowl. And so there's, it's easy to believe in. So that's one. Two, it needs to be a trained and reinforced. And it needs to be talked about regularly from all levels of the organization so that the individual on the street knows what your organization stands for. So that every single member of that organization knows what the organization stands for and represents it at all times. You can't have an organization of financial advisors that look good and are doing big numbers and then they're going out and starting bar fights and you know they're selling crystal meth on the side or you know bad things like this. You can't have that two-faced nature. The people in the organization need to truly live those values and have it reinforced. Third thing is that management needs to publicly reinforce those. And then beyond that, everybody needs to walk the walk because we're talking about culture. And remember, culture ultimately trumps strategy. If the culture is we help people and we do the right thing and we are successful, then you can put some parameters around what success is. All of our financial reps make MDRT within their third year is what many organizations have, okay? So that's what the standard is. Now we have the plan to get you there. You're gonna run a certain amount of activity, you know, tracked with your sandbook. You're gonna have 25 fact finders per month. You're gonna have an accountability coach. We're gonna have dialing uh, lab once a week where everybody gets together and we, we'll bring in pizza and everybody picks up the phone together. You can get out of that by doing your numbers on your own, but that's what we're doing to help provide value for you. We're going to have coaches. We're going to have practice sessions so that you are a professional, so that you are working on your language and developing it. It doesn't matter if you're three months in the business, three years, or 30 years in the business. The standards apply to everybody equally. Nobody's too big to not have to buy into and believe the ethics of the organization. Yeah. So having consistency across every individual, whether it's the biggest producer or the rawest rookie is something that management can do. And it's a written policy. 
And so if somebody violates the ethical standards of the organization, they're gone and it's public and everybody in the organization needs to know why so that the lesson is sent. That's the reason why they used to have public hangings of bad guys. Because everybody realized, oh, if I'm a bad guy, I'm gonna be hung and hung publicly, making a public example of people who violate, but also people who go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I can't stress enough uh, the need for those that the values be clearly stated up front. Uh, and then and then the manager's playbook to reinforce those values, the systems and processes that Michael Gerber talks about in yep. E-Myth. Uh, and and I, I know two of my favorite uh, value statements that seem to really fit their companies. Uh, one is Whole Foods. Uh, their, their purpose uh, is to nourish people in the planet. Like that's pretty clear and concise, but BMW is even better. Uh, theirs is to enable people to experience the joy of driving. You know, that they are the driving experience. So they, that's what, they're, that's what they, they plug and they emphasize and they reinforce. Uh, those are all great ideas. And, and, and by the way, I, you know, I, it was, this wasn't planned, but I'll give a little plug for a little book I wrote called The 10 Commitments of Successful Leadership. I wrote this 10, 15 years ago. After I started thinking about the best practices of the best run agencies in the country, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Hoop is the world, Phil Richards, uh, Howard Cowan uh, years ago, uh, Doug Lenick, uh, executive with Meriprise and, and, and Granham and, and the Kinder Brothers. And so I, I wrote 10 things. The first three are goals, have goals, accountability, and systems. You know, clear goals, system, and also accountability to help reinforce the, the, the achievement of those. As well as systems, so uh, this is a this I think we sell for like five, six bucks, seven bucks. A little, it's a quick read. I've been impressed with some people that carry this thing around for years. This is just the beginning, but there are a lot of better books and bigger books about about uh, writing a playbook and, and what has to go in it. Uh, but uh, would encourage everybody to to do just what uh, Joe's suggesting. Uh, you got to got to have a playbook. Got to have a playbook. You got to have a plan. You got to stick to your plan. Got to execute it. You have to measure it because ultimately sales is an activity game and introductions let you win that game every single day. Yes, sir. Catch you again next week, Joe. Catch you later, Mickey.